0: The following is a message from the pulpit of Parkside Baptist Church in Mesquite, Texas, led by Pastor Mike Wells. ...night camp thats Summer Missionaries Institute in Training and Evangelism. Our children grew up around such a camp and uh, red-hot preaching every single night, going out, doing uh, backyard Bible clubs. Uh, they grew up doing that and had the privilege to be able to lead many, many multiple children to Christ. And so that was just a part of our summer plans when we would do that every single summer. Uh, When I was a youth director is when it started all the way back in Hattiesburg, Mississippi, uh, of course, is where it all started. And it went all the way up all through uh, many of the years, even in evangelism, and then, of course, our children growing older. And uh, there was a fella that we used to go to be with at the early part of this particular camp. Uh, in Natchez, Mississippi, his name was Dr. James Crumpton, snowy white hair, uh, as godly of a man as you would ever meet in your life, Dr. James Crumpton, heart of gold, a very sincere, very humble man. And so one week when we were there over the summer and there would be about, oh, I don't know, or 400 teenagers that would come to this camp and he had to be very dedicated in order to come to the camp. He had to fill out a questionnaire and it had to be approved before you could go to this camp. They were only looking for the best uh, young people in fundamental independent Baptist churches. N- nobody's going to give them trouble about obeying authority or, or just doing their own thing. You had to be right where you were supposed to be because you wouldn't last a day. They would kick you out. I mean, they just absolutely, if, they, if you gave them any mouth whatsoever, you're gone. Uh, one of the rules I never will forget that, uh, they had was no chewing gum. And, uh, and, and so there's kids decided, hey, well, I'm going to do what I want to do. Nobody can tell me what to do. So they chewed gum, got kicked out, you know, uh, uh, because they, they were not there. They figured if you won't obey in the little things, you're not going to obey in the big things. And so therefore, we're not going to mess with you, you know. And so, but it was the top of the line type of kids that would come from all over America. People were dying to be able to come to this camp. Uh, because they wanted that type of preaching. They wanted that type of uh, dedication in their personal lives. One day I was talking to Dr. Crumpton, and I never will forget, we was there at the Maranatha Baptist Mission Board that he oversaw, and, uh, and we were in the office there, and I said, let me ask you something, Dr. Crumpton, has there ever been uh, anything that you would change? I mean, here you are, you're in your 80s, Uh, You've had a marvelous ministry. I mean, just uh, hundreds and hundreds of missionaries coming uh, through your church and through your work, and you've had a marvelous ministry. But looking back, you know, you're now in your 80s. Is there anything you would change? And he said, yes. And then he said, you want to write them down? And I said, I'd like to do that. And so uh, from him, a godly man, godly man, uh, he said these things, and I want to give them to you tonight on uh, uh, living life over again. Now, if a godly man said these things, then perhaps those of us in this room that's not quite walking close to christ or as close as this godly man did if he thought maybe i need to change some things in this area maybe we ought to do a heart search tonight see if maybe there's some things we need to change and so let's look at it together james chapter 4 and verse 14 the bible says whereas you know not what shall be on the morrow for what is your life it is even a vapor that appeared for a little time and then it vanisheth away I've often said that when I see that word "vanisheth," it reminds me I came up on a 180-acre farm in Millers, Maryland, first couple years of my life, and Myrtle and Lottie Wagner, this is after David Wagner, who I affectionately called Paul, had gone home to be with the Lord. But they would get up, and they would, they would like uh, coffee. They always did instant coffee. And so they would, uh, they would take a, a, a tea kettle. They put water in it. And then when it just got right, you'd see the steam coming up out of the water kettle, and it would begin to whistle, and you knew the water was hot. And so they would pour it in the instant coffee, and then they would drink it. Uh, that, I think, I, I forget what they did, Nestle coffee or something like that. But and then they would drink that, okay? And I remember seeing that vapor. And Myrtle telling me over and over again, Mike, life is short, make it count. Life is short, make it count. Now to a six-year-old little boy, I'm thinking, okay, count what? But later on and looking back at it, I know exactly what she was talking about. And I think that Dr. Crumpton knew that too. First Samuel chapter 20 and verse 3, the Bible says, there's but a step between me and death. So how far is death away? Just one step. Just one step. Proverbs chapter 3 and verse 1, the Bible says, My son, forget not my law, but let thine heart keep my commandments. Proverbs chapter 3 and verse 2, the Bible says, For length of days, talking about not forgetting the law, keeping the commandments. He says, Let thine heart keep thy commandments. Then he says this. He says, For length of days. That's why we're keeping the law. That's why we're not forgetting it. That's why we're obeying God. For length of days... For long life and peace shall be added. Uh, It says, shall they add uh, to thee. So uh, as you obey God, God says, hey, I'm going to add, kind of reminds you of Hezekiah, right? Hezekiah, very sick. All of a sudden, he turned his back towards those that was in the room, uh, turned his face towards the wall, and he starts to call out to God. He says, God, remember this, remember this, remember this. God was reminded of all the ways that Hezekiah served the Lord, and God said, I'll give you 15 more years. Uh, It's God that does that. No man can do that. Only God can do that. You say, I want blessings tonight. Only God can do that. I just want to have a, a fulfilled life. Only God can do that. I'd like to have a happy life, preacher. Only God can do that. Uh, I'd like to have a joyful spirit, preacher. God can do that. I'd like to be able to uh, read the Bible, pastor, and remember what I read. God can help you with that. Uh, We have a God tonight that cares about you, loves you, wants to bless you, and help you. Uh, Let's see tonight. Uh, Some of the things Dr. Crumpton said that I wrote down. Here's what he said. Looking back at my life, if I could do it all over again, statement number one, uh, I I would do this. Uh, I would practice living the crucified life. Living the crucified life. He said, uh, looking back over my life, even though I've served God from the day I got saved up until today, and I've given God everything in my life. uh, And by the way, I've never met, I'm going to reemphasize this, I've never met in my day a more surrendered man than that man, a more humbled man than that man. Uh, Watch this, uh, Galatians chapter 2 and in verse 20, he says, I'm crucified with Christ, nevertheless I live, yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. And the life which I now live, I live by, the, uh, by uh, the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. And so we understand this. We understand that Paul said, in order for me to be able to uh, live for Christ, I've got to crucify the flesh. Now, can I say that in crucifying the flesh, that's something you don't do just once a year. That's not something that you do every January. No, uh, that's not something you do once a month. That's not something you do once a week. Uh, That's not something you do once a day. That's something you do continually throughout the day. What does that mean? Uh, That means to mortify the flesh. That means to put it to death. Your flesh will rise up. Listen to me now, and you'll say something you shouldn't say. Your flesh will rise up. You'll become short with somebody you should not become short with. Your flesh will rise up. You begin to think bad things about people that you should not be thinking bad things about. Your flesh will rise up. And it'll cause contention between you and your wife, you and your husband, you and the children, children and the parents. When uh, that flesh rises up, can I tell you, you're going to wind up hurting people. You're going to wind up hurting yourself. You're going to wind up, if you would please, hurting your testimony and hurting the testimony of other people. So here's a good principle to live by and to die by. We ought to practice living the crucified life. Number two, uh, looking for the right way, looking for the right way. Don't just look for a way. Well, I'm going to look for a way to make money. No. Is it the right way? Well, I'm going to look for a way to make a friend. No, no. Is it the right way? Well, I'm going to look for a wife. Is it the right wife? I'm going to look for a husband. Is it the right husband? Uh, I'm going to look for a friend. Is it the right friend? I'm going to look for a church. Is it the right church? I'm going to look for a job. Is it the right job? I'm going to look for a position. Is it the right position? Uh, Anybody can get an A uh, by something that they put in their life, but is it the right A? You have to decide in your life that you're going to be looking for the right way. Well, you know, if I do this, it's a shortcut. Shortcuts are not always the best cuts. Uh, But if I do this, I think I'll just get ahead who said you're supposed to get ahead Uh, Sometimes God wants you to be behind Uh, You don't always have to be the superstar You don't always have to have your light your name up in lights. You don't always have to be recognized You don't always have to have somebody pat you on the back By the way, if you're in anything for that purpose, you're in it for the wrong purpose now I say tonight, 2 John chapter 1 and verse 8, the Bible says, look to yourselves uh, that we lose not those things which we have wrought, but that we receive a full reward. Uh, you mean a, a person could lose a full reward? Uh, that's what the verse indicates. Now, how is it that a person could lose a full reward? They're not looking to themselves. You let other people get attention. Well, you know, so-and-so did that, and it bothered me so much. I've got to tell them. Who said you've got to tell them? Well, so-and-so, let me tell you what, they irritate me so much, I'm going to put them in their place. Oh, it sounds like you're God. Wait a minute, revenge is mine, saith the Lord. I will repay. Uh, I think that what we need to do as Christians is find out what the Bible says and do what the Bible says rather than what we think we ought to do. The Bible says how we do that Looking on to Jesus Hebrews chapter 12 and verse 2 The Bible says looking on to Jesus The author and finisher of her faith Who for the joy that was set before him Endured the cross Despising the shame And setting down at the right hand Of the throne of God For consider him That endured such a contradiction Of sinners against himself Lest you be wearied and faint in your minds you say, I'm going through it, preacher. You just don't understand. I am going through it. Man, uh, I'm just going through persecution and torture. And my uh, people are saying bad things about me. I, can I tell you? No matter what you're going through, it does not compare to what the Savior went through. Consider him consider him that had such great contradiction of sinners against himself but the bible says if you don't do that uh, you're going to become about me you know the people that's the most easily offended people are people and you've heard this that wear their feelings on their shirt cuffs well I can't believe he said that I can't believe he did that I can't believe that he went that direction I can't believe that uh, this was inside of his heart and, and so therefore I will take care of that no you give that person to God Amen. they belong to God they don't belong to you You let God take control of a problem. You let God take control of a temptation. You let God be the one that is God inside of their lives, and you stop trying to play the Holy Spirit. Here's what we see. Uh, Living the crucified life, pretty good advice. Looking the right way, pretty good advice. Statement number next, listening to the right things. Listening to the right things. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you ever listen to a nagger? You ever listen to a bellyacher? You ever listen to a critic? You ever listen to somebody that's lower than a snake's belly? I mean, I'm talking about somebody that every time you get around them, it's negative, 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 negative. You went in positive and you, t- you came out negative. You went and excited. You came out drained. Now, here's what the Bible says. Uh, 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 it's talking about here listening to the right things. Mark chapter 4 and verse 24, the Bible says, and he said unto them. Bible says, take heed what you hear. With the same measure ye meet, it shall be measured to you. Listen to it now. And it says, and unto you that hear shall more be given so what's he saying it's better to hear than to talk Uh, it's better if you would please to listen than to just measure out my mama used to say now son you listen to me God gave you two ears and one mouth that means that you should only be speaking half as much as you're hearing that's pretty good advice I'd go up and tell mom something and mom would say I don't want to hear it Because you have not thought it through When you go back and you think it through then come to me and talk again She wouldn't even hear something uh, She was teaching me as a young boy to be able to hear Proverbs chapter 1 and verse 5 of the Bible says a wise man will hear and will increase learning. A man of understanding shall attain unto wise counsels. Has to do with the hearing. Here's what I find out. Uh, Children will hear, listen, and obey. Pre-teenagers will hear, listen, and might obey. Teenagers will hear, possibly listen, and maybe obey. But can I tell you, it would be good even as a teenager. Hey, if your dad counseled you and gave you wisdom when you were this age, he's not messed up since. Maybe he can give you just as much wisdom when you're a preteen. Maybe he could give you even that much wisdom when you're a teenager. Maybe mom and dad that have a successful marriage could give you wisdom when you get married. Wow. You say, but preacher, you mean to tell me that mom and dad ought to be a part of my life? Even, you mean after I get married, I shouldn't just like run them over with a car? Your mom and dad have wisdom. They've been around longer than you. They got more experience than you. They've made more mistakes than you. I'm saying this. Ecclesiastes chapter 5 and verse 1, the Bible says, Keep thy foot when thou goest uh, to the house of God. Uh, Be more ready to hear than to give the sacrifice of fools. It says, For they consider not that they do evil. What's that mean? That means when a Sunday school teacher's talking, uh, maybe they got something to say that would help you. That when uh, when the preacher's preaching, uh, maybe he's got something to say that could help you. Oh, I preach in churches. I I travel some, and I I preach in churches and conferences around America and different countries now, and it's been that way for many years, but uh, I always worry about teenagers that never look at the preacher when the preacher's preaching. They're always looking down. They're always laughing about something between them that the preacher's not even talking about or preaching about, can I tell you, that's probably the indication of trouble. Because what's in the heart is now coming out. You're beginning to see it. The same person I find out that's cocky with the preacher normally is the same person that's cocky with their parents, at least one of them, inside the house. So don't be shocked all of a sudden when preacher one day hits something and your teenager gets mad. Why be shocked? He's already mad in the house. I'm saying this. I'm saying listening to the right things. Sometimes right things as you listen to them will salvage you from making bad mistakes. Sometimes uh, right things when you listen to them will help you to be able to go a right direction sometimes when the preacher gets up and the preacher hits the pulpit shakes the pulpit uh, gets red in the face uh, is sweating while he preaches and he's hollering to the top of his lungs when he's trying to give you warning Uh, don't take that lightly see the thing about preachers is this we've seen enough people ruin their lives we don't want one more We've seen enough people throw away their purity, uh, throw away their godliness, throw away their dedication, throw away their faithfulness, uh, throw away their walk with God, throw away their relationships. Why in the world would we want to see one more person ruin their life? It's never fun. It's never fun. I have people I tell dad say you need to help your son on this tell mom You need to help your daughter on this and sometimes I'll get this from a a dad or a mom Well, you know, they're gonna do what they want to do and I don't see nothing really bad about it That's because you don't live where I live You don't see what I see When I preach youth camps and I see young people uh, uh, Flipping their nose up at the, the preacher as he's preaching and I'm sitting there and I'm watching it I'm thinking there's trouble When all of a sudden I see a young person and there's a stirring message, and everybody goes to the altar but that one, there's an indication all of a sudden when I uh, hear preaching it's godly preaching and I see even at conferences pastors that come and missionaries that come and they come and they pray but uh, uh, those that kind of stay back and mm, they got their arms crossed and their faces uh, uh, red and they got the blood vessel popping out of the right side of their neck I can tell you it's trouble I'm saying statement number three listening to the right thing statement number four Lip speaking seasoned words. What's that mean? That means you think about them. You know, Spurgeon had a saying. I don't know how often uh, he said it to his students as he would lecture his preacher boys, but he said this always think twice before speaking once. Uh, that's a pretty good practice. Now, may I say Proverbs chapter 18 and verse 7, the Bible says a fool's mouth is his destruction. And his lips are the snare of his soul. Be careful. I've often said this about critics. I still do believe it. And that is this, that if somebody is criticizing someone else to you, when they leave your presence, they'll criticize you to someone else. Say, why is that true? Because a critic is a person that has a critical spirit that's controlled by their flesh. And normally that doesn't change because when it does change, then their spirit changes and their activity will change. Here's what the Bible says. Proverbs chapter 18 and verse 8. The Bible says the words of a tail are as wounds. They go down, it says, into the uttermost part of the belly. It says it goes down to the uttermost parts of the belly Uh, that's like you got a stomach ache that won't go away it just goes down there and mm, just you know just it. mm. I've had food poisoning I I was telling Brother Ginger about this uh, today I've had food poisoning four times in my life one of those times I was in Thailand I thought for sure I was a dead man but man it knotted me up so much that I could not move it paralyzed my whole body the food poison was so bad that it, I just I couldn't even move. Now, can I tell you that uh, the Bible speaks here about the tailbearer? that has uh, wounds, and they go down into the innermost parts of the belly. Uh, So when there's a tail bear, uh, what is that? Well, that's somebody that's got loose lips. It might be somebody that even uses their loose lips for, uh, uh, and they use them wisely. They, uh, They will criticize someone, if you will. They will criticize someone, but they don't criticize them outwardly. They just sprinkle stuff around it to lead you in the direction becoming critical. They're the tailbearer, if you will, talking bad about people behind their back. The tailbearer, if you will, of uh, being somebody, if you would please, uh, that uh, uh, spreads evilness, uh, uh, wickedness, uh, questionable things. I, I'm saying, in Ecclesiastes chapter 5 and verse 2, the Bible says, Be not rash with thy mouth, and let not thine heart be hasty to utter anything before God, for God is in heaven and thou art upon the earth therefore let thy words be a few proverbs chapter 15 and verse 23 the bible says a man that hath joy by answer of his mouth and the word it says spoken in due season how good is it so what's that talking about uh, that's talking about uh, bringing joy by your words by your words Okay, Josh, come stand here if you will. So Josh just gets done singing. He's got a good voice. I compliment him for that. But let's just say he gets done singing. I see him in the hallway, and I say, you know what? Even though you messed up that one word, it was still good. Now, why did I have to say that? Because I want to try and lift me up above him. Mm. Mm. What's wrong with going to somebody like this and saying, man, that song was great, super, great job. Keep it up what's wrong with that he leads oh five five people to christ out soul winning he comes up to me tells me he leads five people to christ how many did you lead to christ five Five people yes, i led six <laughs> yeah, maybe one day you'll get better what's up with that what is up with that Amen. uh have a seat if you will oh my wife's interpreting i can't use her okay so all of a sudden all of a sudden now you come in, your wife's worked all day, she's cooked a meal, and you say, honey, that tastes okay. Uh-oh, uh-oh. <laughs> but there's something lacking. Now, I'm going to tell you what's lacking. Your brain. <laughs> Don't do that. Don't do that. Your husband gets done preaching. Maybe he's preaching a meeting somewhere or something like that. Or he's teaching a Sunday school class. Don't, as soon as you get in the car, just want to help you because I love you. You mispronounce five words. Let it go. First off, it's over. He can't do a thing about it. And if he mispronounced them this time, got news for you. He'll probably do it next time too. What about being complimentary? Your little girl dresses up real sharp for Sunday school. Got a beautiful flowing dress on. Comes in, got a smile. And you look at her uh, as a dad and say, why are you so late? Why don't you say, hey, whoa, you look beautiful. Wow, I'm amazed at how you look. Give me a high five. Don't hit me too hard. Give me a high five. Why not be complimentary? Oh, come on. Remember when you got married? You remember? You remember? You couldn't wait. You couldn't wait. You got married, and here she comes. She's getting out of Walmart. She's coming out of Walmart, and you see her, and you say, hmm, here she comes. It used to be you get out and open the door for her. But now you say, oh, she can do it. I mean, after all, she's grown since she's married me. You're walking down a dangerous path, thin ice. You're gonna die, I'm a prophet. Well, I'm saying this, be complimentary. Be complimentary. Honey, you mowed the lawn, but you missed a few spots. Thank God he mowed the lawn. Honey, the trash needs taken out. Are you ever going to do it? Are you always going to be a slob? You don't have to talk that way. Right. You could say, hey, honey, uh, if you don't mind, sometime tonight when you can work it in, if you could take out the trash, oh, that'd be such a blessing. You could be such a help. Thank you so much, darling. I, I just love you so much because you're always helping around the house, and you don't even have to. Thank you. so. You're going to get more that way. You're going to get more that way. Your wife's hair is all messed up. Don't say, what's wrong with you? <laughs> I mean, you got, you got bad hair. Every time I... You could just buy her a gift card to a beautitional shop and just say, it's because I love you. Because if it is that bad, no matter what hairdo she gets, it's going to be better. I'm not talking about you. <laughs> My wife goes, Me? <laughs> next point. Living the crucified life. Looking the right way. Listening to the right things. Lips speaking seasoned words. That means thought through. Number next. I'm almost done. Got two more. That's it. Learning his ways. Learning his ways. If I hang around Jack Bachman long enough, I'm going to learn his ways. He's going to learn my ways. Iron sharpeneth iron. Is that right? So the countenance of a friend. Listen to the last part of it. So the countenance of a friend. If you hang around somebody that's countenance, you you ever get around somebody that's a thinker? Thinker. You have to think if you've been around a thinker. <laughs> when you hang around somebody like that and they're always thinking things through, nine times out of ten, it's going to make you think that you ought to think more. If you hang around somebody that has a good spirit, can I tell you? It affects your spirit. It does. You hang around somebody, and, 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 and I've said this often because I don't want you to misjudge what I say. I'm not saying you always have to walk around smiling, but it would give your face a break if you did it every once in a while. Amen. Every once in a while, maybe you ought to crack a smile just to see if your face can handle it. Amen. Matter of fact, just to see if society can handle it. <laughs> I, I'm saying this. I'm saying that uh, uh, learning his ways, uh, Psalm 119, and verse 71, the Bible says a good, listen to it now, it is good, it is good for me <clears throat> that I've been afflicted. This is what David is saying. That I've been afflicted that I might learn thy statues. He said, man, it's so good that I've had a hard time. It's good. Because that way I get to learn more about you. Psalm 119, verse 73, the hands of uh, it says, Thy hands. Thy hands have made me and fashioned me. It says, Give me understanding that I may learn thy commandments. Wow. So you mean I was created to learn. But not just learn in general. I'm supposed to learn of him when I'm afflicted. I'm supposed to learn his commandments. Psalm 119, verse 74, the Bible says, They that fear thee will be glad. When they see me, listen to it now. The Bible says, I have hoped in thy word. You mean as I learn the word of God, it gives me hope? You you mean it really gives me hope? After I got saved, I used to say there's no hope in the Pope. (laughs) But there is hope in Jesus Christ. One last thing. I said, Dr. Crumpton, in his 80s, sat in his office, Maranatha Baptist Mission Board. I said, doc, you're in your 80s, what have you learned? I, 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 as a, as, when I was a young man, I never hung around guys my age. I always chose the older crowd to hang around, always. When I was uh, 12 years of age or so, I was hanging around the older crowd. I wanted to know what they knew. I was inquisitive. I wanted to know what they knew. As a young preacher, I never hung around preachers that was my age. I always chose the old men to hang around. Number one, because I realized they're not going to be here forever. They're going to cash out. They're going to go to heaven. Number two, I realized they had more wisdom than me. So I chose the old men to hang around. Why? I wanted to know what they knew. Here it is. So, be that person that learns his ways. Why? He'll give you hope. He'll give you hope. Lastly, let me say this. I said this. uh, 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 Be that person that's living the crucified life, statement number one. Statement number two, looking the right way. These are all things I learned from Dr. Crumpton sitting in that office, and I wrote them down. Uh, Listening to the right things. Using your lips season words thinking through them learning his ways then lastly and i'm done loving my liberty in christ loving my liberty in christ i've got great liberty in the lord i'm glad i don't try to work my way to heaven never make it nor will you i'm glad i don't have to be baptized to go to heaven now i'll get a thousand tracks from church of christ but I'm glad I don't have to be baptized to go to heaven. It's all by the grace of God. I'm glad I don't have to be good to earn it. No. It's because of the wonderful grace of God. And because of that, you come to church and you can smile. Because of that, when the preacher, by the way, when the preacher gets up and he says, if you don't receive Christ as Savior, you're going to die and you're going to go to hell. That ought not make you nervous. That ought to make you so excited because you're not going there. See, the Word of God gives you confidence. Confidence. John chapter 8 and verse 32, the Bible says, And you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. There's freedom in the truth. Galatians chapter 5 and verse 13, the Bible says, For brethren, uh, ye have not been called unto liberty. Listen to it now. I'm sorry. Uh, For brethren, ye have been called unto liberty. It says, Only use not your liberty for an occasion of the flesh, but says by love serve one another so don't, don't say this well I tell you what I'm saved I do whatever I want to do no 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 you have a Bible God expects you to know the Bible and abide by the Bible just because a person says well I'm saved I'll go out and smoke if I want to smoke drink if I want to drink and do drugs if I want to do drugs well you, you can do that you're not going to lose your salvation over that but you will lose liberty God will judge you. You We're living in such a passive society now. I want a preacher who's going to get up and preach the love of God. The love of God is for you to hate sin. That's the love of God. The love of God is for you not to abide in wrong. If you love him, you'll obey him. He said, if you love me, you'll do my commandments. So if you really do love him, you're going to do his commandments. Sometimes that's not pleasurable, but it's always right. Here it is, almost done. Galatians chapter 5 and verse 14. The Bible says, uh, for all the law is fulfilled in one word, even this. uh, Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. Oh, listen to this word. Uh, uh, Listen to it. Listen to this. Galatians chapter 5 verse uh, 15. Listen to this word. He says, but if ye bite. So you're not supposed to bite each other. Mark that down. He says, but if ye bite and devour one another, take heed that ye be not consumed one of another. What's he talking about? With your words. Hey, we're a church family. Says everybody in here agree with everybody else. Are you kidding me? Even the women wear different makeup. And they think what they're wearing is the best. Come on. Some people... Uh, when some people get up and sing because of their style of singing, they say, Yes! Other people are saying, Not again. That's the way it is. Some of you, if someone in this room sat down beside you, you'd move. You'd move. So I'm, I'm going to move over there because they sat there. Might be because you don't like their perfume might be because you don't like their actions. Maybe you just don't like them as a person. But you don't have to tell them that. Come on. By the way, it'd be better for you to get over it than let it get over you. Everybody's different. I get the privilege to preach on national platforms now, even in America, across the nation. A Sword of the Lord, National... uh, uh, What do you call that? Church Growth Conference. I was just there. National Church Growth Conference. Uh... Uh, 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 different places Different conferences I'm stuff like that I can I tell? Everybody preaches It's different I'm telling you Some guys get up And they tell stories that I'm sitting there like Wish I could tell a story <laughs> Some guys get up And they stand behind the pulpit I'm thinking, wow I do none of that stuff and I get up and I'm over here and I'm over here and I'm down here and I'm spitting and you're catching it? I'll smile while I'm preaching on something and you're getting mad and I'm smiling more and it irritates you and I'm having fun? Galatians chapter 5 verse... 15, it says, but if you dev- bite and devour one another, take heed that ye be not consumed one of another. Verse 16, I say then, walk in the spirit and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. Verse 17, the flesh lusteth against the spirit and the spirit against the flesh. These are contrary one to the other. That ye cannot do the things that ye would your flesh is always going to be your biggest problem. One day somebody came up to, uh, I think it was Moody, said, who's your biggest enemy? He said, the guy I look at in the mirror every morning. Galatians chapter 5, verse 18. The Bible says, but if you be led of the Spirit, you're not under the law. Uh, verse 19. Now, the works of the flesh are manifest, which are these? Adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lasciviousness, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred. By the way, that's all works of the flesh. Variedness, emulations, wrath, strife, seditions, heresies. It keeps going. Envyings, murders, drunkenness, uh, revelings. The Bible says and such like, that means the list continues of which I tell you, uh, which I tell you before. I have also told you in time past that uh, they which do the uh, things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. Against such there is no law and uh, they that are Christ have crucified there it is again the flesh and the affections thereof and the affections and lust the Bible says and ye that uh, live in the spirit it says let us also walk in the spirit you know, you ought to take the lip this test Galatians chapter 5 before you say anything compare it is it flesh or is it spirit Before you criticize somebody for something, here's what you need to ask. Is it flesh or is it spirit? Before you send out that email, is it flesh, Facebook, or is it spirit? Are you doing something because it's getting under your skin? That's called flesh. Are you doing something to help somebody get closer to God? That's called spirit. So my question is tonight, could you look at your life? Could you look at your life, even though you're in your 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s, or beyond, and say, there's some things that if I had life to do all over again, I would change. And my dear beloved friend, if there is some things you would change, then why wait? Then why wait? Father, we thank you for tonight. Thank you for the privilege to be able to come, be able to open a Bible. Thank you for joining us today. For more audio or video content, you can visit our website at parksidebaptist.org.